Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your recap episode for this week's Farmers Insurance Open. Joining me to break it all down, Greg Dusharp is here. Greg, oh my God, what an event. That, yeah, that was some show. Uh, it, it was very interesting for the basically the, the entire tournament, <sighs> uh, especially Sunday. Um, but you were out there, Rick. What, what was it like out there? It was a madhouse. It was an absolute madhouse. I so this is the first time in two years that they've had fans for this event, and I got out there early. It, it was jam packed by nine thirty a.m. And then, obviously, as everything concludes on eighteen, it was just it was a madhouse. There were so many people out there. I can't even begin to describe it to you. And you were hearing roars from other parts of the uh, the course and. And Greg Luke List finally did. He finally posted. Somebody posted a number like 90 minutes in advance, and it actually held up to get him into a playoff. Yeah. Again, as we've said, you don't see this often, but it does happen out there. And this is the kind of venue for it. Um, I, again, I think last night, where we were talking about it last night, where you don't know when the course gets tough, if it, if it benefits the leaders or, you know, because there's not a lot of birdies out there, it's harder to post a low score. Or if it um, if it benefits somebody coming from behind who can make a bunch of birdies in a row, and all of a sudden it, it's hard to make up ground, and it turned out to be the latter today, which was um, which was cool to watch. You know, the cool thing about this event, it, the guys who win, and guys near the top of the lead, they they don't make a ton of birdies the way you're used to seeing in many of the PGA Tour events. It's it's the guys who make they, they don't make very many bogeys guys who can avoid bogeys out there do really well. So it, it's a test of patience. Luke list had it. Now he was coming from behind. So he did have to make some birdies and he had a nice streak on the front nine of well, four in a row, which, which was huge for him. So, uh, but I'm really happy for Luke list. He's been playing great and it was great for him to get the win. Yeah. I remember getting the alert that he birdied three, four, five, and six. And I was like, okay, well, like he's going to have to make some putts here down the stretch. Let's see how this goes. And he birdies 12, which he chipped, he chipped in, I believe, or hold out from the bunker. It was on a bunker 12. Shot. It was sweet, sweet bunker shot. That is pure stealing to birdie 12. 12 is so hard and he gets out of there. Uh, with birdie he adds another on 16 again very hard par three uh, it's it, he he hung that 15 under number and let everybody else try to chase him down and I, i'm i'm kind of surprised it held because jason day got to it for a bit uh zalatoris was on it all afternoon but it, it was enough to get him into a playoff 
Yeah, it, it, it's just so difficult to make birdies out there. There's no gimme birdies. You, you look at 18, which you'd like to make birdie on. You think it's a par five to finish. You think you should make birdie on it, but it's not an easy birdie, especially when you have to make birdie there. It becomes very difficult. And then all of a sudden you have, you have uh, you know, 12 through 16, basically, which are all really difficult. And whenever people talk about this event, they always talk about, um, what is it, 11, 11, 12, 13, uh, 11 and 12 being really difficult. And then 14, 15, 16 being, and 17 being really difficult. But 13, 13 is no gimme for a par five. It, it's an extremely difficult par five. And it, it's so far, I mean, the fairway is a ribbon. And I didn't see what it did today, but at least for the first two rounds, it played over par and, uh, um, or the first three rounds. So really, really difficult to make birdies. There's nothing given to you out there. And if you can, if you can make some birdies on holes like 12 and 16 and you're able to post, it can be helpful. And and that's what we saw play out today because for Will Zalatoris, like you said, he was on it all day and he just avoided he, he didn't make bogeys and you were kind of, it almost felt like you were waiting for him to get one of the par fives and take the lead. And then he'd be able to cruise, but he wasn't able to hold a putt on 13, which was a, he hit such a good third shot and it was so risky and, and he wasn't able to make the putt. And then on 18, he was right there and it was the, his, his biggest weakness ended up letting him down. Of as it always tends to do. Let's take this a little bit chronologically here because Luke List posts what it felt like 90 minutes, Greg. I don't know what the actual time frame was, but he had to spend the time. Kind, I mean, you saw him do everything. You saw him putt. You saw him chip. You saw him go hit full shots. He's hitting driver. I mean, it's almost like too much time to be thinking about it. He described afterwards uh, to Kira K. Dixon like. At least I had this beautiful view. I was just kind of looking out on the horizon. I was just telling myself, I'm going to make birdie in this playoff hole. But that's a lot of time to be thinking about what ends up being your first PGA Tour victory in 202 starts as a professional. It's not an easy thing to manage. Um, and as a coach, I see this all the time with guys when they go play tournaments or they go play a big round and they change their routine and they go, you go show up at a golf course you know, 25 minutes early or, or 25 minutes earlier than you normally do. Hour 25 early is really what I meant to say. And it, it's too long. And so getting that amount of time right before a round is something the PGA Tour players are dialed in on and they don't really alter from that routine. They know how long it takes. It, it, you see that you see the posts on social media. Jordan Spieth hits 118 warm up shots or what? What I mean, extremely <laughs> specific numbers. Yeah, because they know. But when you're in that situation, you're waiting. You're not sure how long to wait. You're not sure what time they're going to finish. You're not even sure if you're going to be in a playoff or not. And the likelihood of that changes constantly. So, I mean, I remember Joaquin Neiman a couple of years ago when he he lost in a playoff. He was talking to Sergio Garcia and the broadcasters like, what's he doing? He's, right. he's going to go play a playoff. Can he, he needs to go hit some balls. He's like drinking coffee with Sergio. And so the point is, it's really difficult to gauge that and to know, am I going to hit balls? Am I going to putt? And, and it becomes very superstitious. So um, that's it's not an easy thing to do. And the tee shot wasn't what he was hoping for, but um, the wedge shot sh sure was. 
Yeah, so we'll take this co continue chronologically here. Zalatoris uh, birdies five and six to get to 15 under. He then pars his final 12 holes of the day, including having an eight-foot, four-inch putt on 18 to win the Farmers Insurance Open. He says, Greg, that was basically the same misread that John Rahm had made in just the group ahead. They thought that putt was that ball was going right. It went left. Um, I don't think either of them made great strokes. Uh, and, and I think that had an effect on it um, because that putt does snake back to the, it does. If you're putting down the hill, it snakes back to the right. I believe. Um, maybe it does go a little, no, you know what it does? It goes to the left when you're coming down the hill. If you think about Rom's putt when he won in 17, he started it way left. It, it goes down the ridge. Then it got right of the hole and then it trickled back to the left to go in. So that would say the putt up the hill breaks to the right, but I, I don't think they hit great putts. And I don't think Sung JM hit a great putt there either going back up the hill. So it's hard for me to know exactly what it does. And I also thought Zalatoris in the playoff pulled his putt, which was on a similar line. So I, I don't think we got a great read from any of those players on what that putt actually does. But um, again, this is this is what happens unless you're Luke List, apparently. Your your weakness is tested. And I guess Luke List was in regulation on, on his 18th hole in regulation. But I'm going out of chronological order again here, so I apologize. But it, it was uh, not a great stroke from either Rahm or Zalatoris. That's okay. And you definitely had a better vantage point than I did about you know 30 yards right of, uh, of that green there. Maybe not that far. But the... I, two things as they went to a playoff here, Greg. Number one, the CBS execs had to be shaken in their boots because the whole point of this was to go Wednesday to Saturday, and there, there is no way that we could go to a playoff and have to come back on Sunday morning. I, I like it was, it was the tension I could taste being out there looking at those guys scramble around. <laughs> the good news is, you, if you do have a playoff, you're not going to schedule it at you know, three 30 or whenever the games start tomorrow, you're, you're, I would, I mean, I would hope not. Um, so it, it's not a huge deal, but you, you want the event to end. You want, you, you said it was a madhouse. It's not going to be a madhouse tomorrow. There's not going to, everybody isn't going to come back to see one hole. So it, it, it would be a completely different feel. It would be an, um, an anticlimactic finish if it had to go to the next day. But all being said, I mean, you had, you had a madhouse, it was Saturday night. Everybody's watching. There's no competition. It was a great move to go to a Saturday finish. And I think either way, it was a success, but it was nice to get a little closure tonight. Definitely was. The other thing is every single time that events start to run late or in playoffs, we hear them say on television, it is darker than it appears. Every Let time. Let me assure you, Greg. It was way darker than it appeared on television. I was not surprised that they started the first playoff hole, but I was already thinking like, it's kind of dark out here. And when they were hitting their approaches, it, 
it was dark. It was hard to see the ball spinning. And Luke List did the one thing to kind of take his his uh, his detriment, the weakest part of his game, out of it. Just stick it to a foot so you don't have to putt for it. An unbelievable shot to apply maximum pressure on Will Zalatoris. Who also hit a great shot. Um, yeah. But it, that's the the finite difference, right? I mean, how far apart you think their balls landed? If you, you maybe couldn't see them. You need night vision goggles to see them, but it was uh, it 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 wasn't more than five feet, and the result was much more than that. So when you're playing those side banks and backboards like that, you you have to be really precise, but it's hard to know exactly exactly where you have to land it. So it, it worked out great for him, and you could tell coming off the face, it was exactly what he wanted. The shot tracer was sweet. You you don't always know when you look at the shot tracer if it's going to be good or not. But this one, you could tell right away that's perfect. And you get it right of that flag, and you have a sideboard if it if it doesn't carry enough into the green, it works toward the flag. And if it does get deep enough, then all of a sudden it it starts to feed back and it's perfect. And when it got it, his Luke List got deep enough into the green and it was it was special coming in there with a nice little draw. It was just perfect. A shot before that, because they both had to lay up to a similar number. Uh, their both their drives on that playoff hole landed what I mean three inches apart. Like it, there, Jacob. If you're watching on YouTube, producer Jacob has the image up here. That's Luke List's ball on the left. It is not plugged partially. It's not a great lie. Partially fried a little bit, just a little bit lower in there. And then we got this whole situation where Luke Luke hit, and then what? I don't. I didn't have the sound on. I imagine Zaltoris is able to kind of recreate and fix his lie there so i think what they should have done is list should have um i'm sorry zalator should have marked his ball right that's what i thought was going to happen they didn't do that and the brush mark the divot that luke list made was really right on the edge so you can see the where the um well let's call it a fried egg where that lip yeah. is is about from this view, um, oh, you know, it, half inch, quarter inch away from the edge of Zalatoris's ball, and it got right up to the edge after List hit. So his ball was now kind of on a hanging. It, it was hanging over the edge. It wasn't going to move, but it got really close. And they did have a little. The rules official came in there, and they they caddy raked it very closely, and they wanted to make sure that everything was okay. I, I think he could have marked it and then they could have raked the bunker to recreate that lie you see now which is perfect and i i think his ball ended up being a little bit more i think he ended up playing it from a worse lie than that but i don't think it mattered at all because it, it was a simple a simple layup shot and it's a you're on the upslope and you're bl you're just blasting it out of there and i mean maybe it made a couple yards difference but it, it was it seemed like it was going to be a big deal because you had, you know, I, I can see a Kyle Porter tweet coming out with Zal a, a normal yeah. sport tweet coming out with, uh, you know, Will and the rules official gently, ever <laughs> massaging, so gently massaging brushing the sand, the sand. Yeah. making sure every grain was in place. <laughs> There's no way you're getting that right. Exactly right. So it all in all, it, it the good news is it was a layup on a par five for both of them. And it led to the excitement that we saw. And they both had a chance. And it, it so all in all, it, it was completely fair. 
you know what they needed? They needed one of those ch- uh, a, a children's rake from a Samba. The rakes they had were too big. They needed they That's needed right. a much smaller child's rake. That would have actually been super handy in this situation. Yeah, maybe Caddy <laughs> should start carrying those around in the bag, like a, a Fisher Price. Yeah. You know that orange and yellow rake or whatever the colors are would have been perfect. Yeah, you never know when you're going to need one. Luke List gets the job done. First victory on the PGA Tour. He has been a staple, Greg, of Team No Putt for years and years and years. And this week at Torrey Pines, he was fifth in the field in strokes gained tee to green. No surprise there, but the big difference, seventh in strokes gained putting. He gains about four strokes over the course of the week. Don't get me wrong. He missed his fair share of shorties, but he made enough. And that's what you have to do if you're Luke List. Just make enough. That was no question the difference for him this week is was what he did on the greens. Um, but he has been, in the last little bit, I yeah. think he's been hitting his irons better too. And the, the overall ball striking has been better. I can't say the putting has been better. Um, but it was today and, and that was very, that was critical. And again, I, I've been harping on this all week. I will, every time we play at Torrey Pines, uh, or, or get to, you know, analyze what happens at Torrey Pines. But on the weekend, he was four or five scrambling both, both days. He was 15 or nine, 15 of 19 for the week yet. So he, he was tied sixth in scrambling, but he was tied 32nd in strokes gain around the green. And so that tells you the the pitch shot may not have been great, but now all of a sudden he's fourth um, or eighth rather in strokes game putting. He's fourth in approach the green, so eighth in strokes game putting, and uh, and and it was a huge difference for him. He, he didn't make the bogeys except for he did at seventeen, but he answered on eighteen, and um, and he kept the big number off the card, which was hugely important for him. But all all around. This guy, this doesn't look like a team no puck guy. You look at the profile from just this week, and this looks like a, a complete player. Yeah, he's he and he's been awesome recently. He's he's been in form. He was great in the fall. He, th- this was uh, I don't want to call it the culmination of a good stretch, uh, Greg, because you hope it's not the end of it. But th- this is a really great stretch of golf that Luke List is in at the moment. Well, this is what you hope it leads to, right? When, yeah. Whenever you're playing well, you want to get to that peak where it leads to a win, a victory. And that's what I worry about sometimes when guys have a great week and they lose a heartbreaker in, in a playoff or they come in second and you feel like that was your peak, but it wasn't quite enough to get a trophy. So can you keep on going? But if you look at what Lucas has done in his last five events, it's T7 at the Zozo. I mean, you can go back farther than this, but let's just say T7 at the Zozo, missed the cut at Mayakoba, then a tied 11th in Houston, tied 10th at the RSM, tied 22nd at the American Express, and a win here. And and that's a profile that looks like a winner. It looks like a guy who's trending in the right direction. And it, it doesn't always happen that way. I think of Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters. There was, there, there was no sign of that happening beforehand. Um, but there was, there was absolutely a sign. You would have worried about, and I know I worried about leading into the event, the putting. And and he had a great putting week. And it's just like what Hudson Swafford did last week. There's something going on with the ball striking. It's really Im- improving in an area. He's hitting the ball great. And there's one thing holding him back. As soon as as soon as he has a good putting week, boom, he wins. It it's the model. 
It's the model. Will Zalatoris also probably part of Team No Putt when we consider that, but he's only 40 starts into his professional career, and he gets a runner-up finish here at the Farmers Insurance Open. And, Greg, I don't know how to assess his play. I followed him around through kind of the toughest part of you know, the, the, the finishing parts of the front nine to the back nine. And I saw a lot of his holes and I thought he played fine. He hit, he hit some good shots. Um, didn't make any real putts. It just was kind of stuck in neutral. He never went out and won this golf tournament. He didn't really lose it either. He just kind of was there. And I don't know how to necessarily assess that. I was looking at some statistics and of course, I was looking for statistics to back up to back up my point on this event about how sh important short game and bogey avoidance is and how this is all about not making bogeys rather than in many of the events we see you have to make more birdies than everybody. And I found one. Now, Luke List defied it a little bit. So, uh, But this is, this is what Will Zalatoris did this week. He was tied 72nd in birdie average. Okay, the guy had lost in a playoff. He was tied 72nd in birdie average. He made three eagles. Okay, so let's look at par breakers. Tied 57th in par breakers. And he lost in a playoff. So, okay, what's his bogey avoidance? First, look, there you go. He didn't make bogeys. The guy, he just, he made pars. He made a ton of pars. And he, and he picked off some birdies. That's why, like, if you look at what, um, when Jacob in, in the rundown, which was great, he asked this question, is it timid putting on the back nine? It, low side at 13, it comes up a little short at 14, a week on 18, all that's true. But that's his model, because the biggest area of concern for Will Zalatoris is that short putting. We talked about it last night, and now all of a sudden, when you have those birdie putts, he's hitting the ball great. So he leaves himself birdie putts of 20 feet. He, he can't run them. He can't charge the hole, run them by. He, he needs to make pars because he's not going to make enough putts in order to make up for that. So uh, John Rahm, a Tiger Woods, some of these great clutch putters that you know of through time, they have the ability to be a little more aggressive on the greens because, A, they're going to make the comebackers more likely than not. And B, if they don't, they're able to make enough birdies to answer that question. They can birdie the hardest holes out there and answer the question. They're not worried that 12 is the hardest hole in the world. They, they feel like they can make birdie on it. Will Zalatoris isn't one of those guys. So he has to be very strategic. He's got to avoid bogeys. He does a great job of that. And that's why this is a perfect event for him. Um, and, and I also think that's why he calls himself a major specialist. That's right. Yeah, right. Because he knows how to he knows how to make pars and avoid bogeys. That's uh <laughs> Mark and I had breakfast this morning. We were talking about that comment. I was like, I think he's played six of them. Maybe, maybe yeah. eight. No, I think he's played six. Uh I like yeah. them. I like the mentality though. Uh big shout out luke list you've got the job done you are now first time winner on the pga tour in fact according to justin ray we were we were destined for this as soon as the playoffs started obviously greg and there's never been a playoff at tory pines between two golfers seeking their first pga tour win so playoffs started we were guaranteed to get somebody and their first official victory we very cool it's interesting it's an interesting stat i saw him tweet that uh, I'm not. I'm not sure what to make of it. I guess. It, I guess the answer is it's a 
big time event with um, a lot of big time players have good course history here, right? I mean, you you look at this leaderboard, and maybe Zalatoris is um, going to fit that category. Luke List came and tied tenth last year, so maybe he fits that category. But it's really full of guys who are, are horses for courses, and it, it's kind of a sticky place. And I wonder if the guys who continually play well here and maybe get into playoffs are also great players who have won elsewhere. Um, but mm. look, it, they both these guys both play great, and um, they have a the same they're the same style of player, which is very interesting. Team no putt, yet they <laughs> had had good enough putting weeks to get into a playoff. So. Congrats to Luke List. I, it seems like Will Zalatoris has one coming right around the corner, but I, I have a feeling he's going to have to make one of those putts to to take home the trophy. Uh, yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right about that. Okay, I got to get to the other notables because there's a lot more that happened at the Farmers, uh, and I got to get to our one and done and all that good stuff. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Justin Rose was in contention on Saturday. I almost said Sunday at Torrey Pines. And Greg, he was sitting there after hitting his tee shot on 18 at 14 under. Now, I will remind you, 15 under par. That got you into a playoff. He goes for it. He rinses it. So instead of maybe making Eagle, maybe making Birdie, that would have gotten him into a playoff, he ends up up making bogey dropping to 13 under which i wonder if at the time he knew 15 was going to get him into a playoff if he would have gone for it but uh he is still uh statistically trending trending in the right direction if you ask me i would guess purely purely a guess no matter what he would have gone for it i I don't think that was the wrong decision it wasn't like it was an all you got three wood tin cup kind of moment this was uh, he had a five wood i believe and and it was the right play. You even if you have to make birdie, you're not gonna. Yeah. For instance, I don't. I'm not sure if you saw this, Rick, because you were out there. But when he he rinses it and he takes his drop, it's not right on the other side of the pond. You know, he drops to a comfortable number. It's way back. The layup would have been with a. He would have pitched it down the fairway to get to a, a, a number like that. So it it was the right play. It was the right decision. He didn't execute, and so he didn't win. But there's no question. The only way he maybe could have laid up is if he needed to make a five, and um, and he knew it. 
if if he was Will Zalatoris and Will had if he was at 16 under going into 18 needed five maybe you lay up but then you got to think about Kyle Stanley so I um I I don't I really don't think does it say does it say the yardage he had in there I mean I could get it right uh, here Jacob what do you think That's, here I, I have it right here it's uh yeah he had he had 241 ah piece of cake. Right. He's going he, for it every time. Every time. You, to to lay up there would be, you, yeah, you'd be laughed at. It'd be you'd, you. You're not doing that. If you had to make five, you maybe try to blast it long, and then you give yourself three to get up and down from there. But there's no way you're laying up. So look, he didn't execute, but he played a great tournament. Great week. A little bit of a resurgence for. Justin Rose, maybe a resurgence for Jason Day. He was going for his 13th PGA Tour title and third Farmers Insurance Open victory. He said something that I thought was a misquote, and then I went back and reread it and understood it. He said in his presser yesterday, so that was Friday, that he, quote, I feel like I've never had an injury, which is weird, end quote, which uh, I thought it said, I've never had an injury. And I'm like, Jason, that is not true <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but that is seemingly a great sign because it means he's feeling better, Greg. Yes. And all of a sudden, you get healthy and now you can practice. Now you can spend a little time around the greens. I'm sure you saw his backyard. It's a practice area. Now, now all of a sudden, it's a little easier to get out in the backyard, awesome. practice the wedges, practice the putting work on your full swing you get excited about it it doesn't hurt to go to the golf course pain's a funny thing man you i used to work with somebody who would be grumpy at times they had a chronic a, a chronic back issue and i always i always took it with a little you know the the attitude with a grain of salt because they're and you know they're in pain and I, I know for me personally, if I'm if I wake up with a stiff neck like I did yesterday, I'm not I don't have the same attitude as I do when I'm feeling healthy. So when when you're hurt all the time, it, it has a big effect on your state of mind, your attitude, your ability to practice and you start feeling better and you could practice. It's a it, it's like a energy boost because you're not used to it. And, and it's fascinating. So I, I enjoyed watching Jason Day compete. I think he's got some work to do with his swing, but the fact that he was able to hit the ball the way he did and finish in a tied for what tied for third is extremely exciting. I mean, he missed a, he missed a shot on 16, 40 yards short of the 40 yards short of the flag. I mean, it was a whiff. Yeah, a that, complete, that was weird. That was, that was weird, especially when you contrast it with him holding out from 118 yards on 14 for Eagle, which I was standing there and it was electric. And I thought it was kismet that Jason Day was going to get his third victory here at Great Pines. Uh, and then he straight whiffed one two holes later. It was it it was strange. He bogeyed 16 and 17. Well, you're you're almost at the time on 14. When he holds it, which was the shot of the tournament, he's at 13 under, leads at 15. You're trying, but the pressure is different. You're in a chaser's mindset. You get to 17, and they were talking about this on air. His old shot shape's a draw. It's a back left hole location. Now you're working on hitting a fade. So you're going to hit a fade. You got to start it left. 
And what's the, the big fear is, well, if I aim at even at the flag, if I aim at the flag, the best I can do is probably 40 feet. I'm not sure I want that. But if if it if it turns left, I'm dead. And then my par pup might be from 40 feet. So that that was an anti-left. I don't trust my fade. I can't start it left and hit that shot. So he hangs onto it, swipes across it, and whiffs it. I mean, it's a, it was like an amateur shot. But it, but it was, in my opinion, purely from a shot shape change. And what he saw and what he wanted to hit didn't match what he was working on with his swing. And that, that was just a tough situation. If that was a back right hole location, I think you would have seen a different shot. And, um, but look, this is the process. So he's in a great place. He's on the way back. He's feeling healthy and that's great news. And, um, I would, I would think next week at Pebble, he's comfortable there too. So maybe we'll see Jason day on another leaderboard. He'll get another crack at it. Yeah. Good little, good little stretch of golf here for Jason day, John Rom. I've heard of him. He's the number one player in the world. Shot a 71 on Saturday in his final round. That's one under par around the south course at Torrey Pines, which I don't know, didn't really seem like he had his best stuff. This guy is laser focused. If you have ever seen this guy on a golf course, it, it, he is staring holes through everything and every. It's unbelievable how focused he is. Uh, unfortunately, John Rahm probably only grades himself in victories, so he is probably disappointed with this result, but it just adds to an unbelievable resume that he has at this event. Yes. Um, and he's one of those guys where this, the summit, it, he doesn't reach the summit where, um, you know, Luke list players like that. There most players on the PGA tour, pretty much everybody is working to get to the summit and win. But John Rahm's trying to reach heights of, you know, uh, career great. He's trying to chase legacy. So winning is what he has to do. No, he's not going to get in the Hall of Fame based on top tens and top fives. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame based on the trophies that you've won. And he's well on his way. And I'm not saying that this, this event prevents him from that, but he his mission is singular and it's win here, especially. So it's just amazing to watch him out here because it looks like it was it looked like it was going very poorly. Yet he finds himself on 17. Again, you think he's done because he's 30 feet left of the flag and he cans another left to righter. It's amazing to me when I think through his career, the big putts he's made, they have all been left to right putts. And mm. he does it time and time again. There's five examples of it. So he's he's amazing. And I, I don't know what's holding him back. It's a very curious situation we have going on because he's the best player out there everybody knows it i'm sure you saw it but he's he's not holding the trophy at the rate you would expect and there's no when you go on a driving range i did it at the northern trust this year he stands out he is one of the few guys that when he hits a ball you turn around because it sounds different he walks around and his figure is he looks like he's going to tackle you he's a bear he looks like a bear (laughs) And he's so intimidating. Yes. But but nobody's, they're not afraid of him. It's amazing. It's such a curious story to me. I can't wait to see how the rest of this year plays out with his win totals. I have two fun little nuggets on John Rom. So his career at the Farmers Insurance Open, now six starts. 
Five of them have been top tens. Four of those have been top fives. One of them is a victory. That did include the U.S. Open victory at Torrey Pines. So the record here is just absolutely bonkers, as you can imagine. But when you actually read it out, it's even crazier. Yes. I mean, four of six top fives. It's, it's insane. But you know what? You know what held him back this week, Rick? He was he was six of fourteen scrambling. Now most of the other guys I read off their uh, their scrambling number has like a twenty one after it, maybe a nineteen. He only missed fourteen greens for the whole week. If he had fifty eight greens, when he missed, he wasn't able to get it up and down at the same rate. But he he hit the ball so well. He didn't putt poorly either. It just it it just. You just didn't get it done. I, I, I'm like, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, he finished one shot out of a playoff, and he played horribly, apparently, by his own standards. Um, the other, the other nugget here, and this is hard to believe, but it's in the outline, so I'm going to choose to believe it. The last time a world number one, a number one ranked player in the world, won on the PGA Tour was 2020 Masters with Dustin Johnson. A, 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 an existing number one player at the time that he's the reigning number one player hasn't won on tour since DJ's Masters. Well, I mean that makes sense, Rick, because John Rom's been because it's Rom because it's been Rom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah okay. he he wasn't at the U.S. Open and he became number one in the world with that win, and he hasn't he hasn't won since, which isn't that long. I'm and. Look, this the thing that I'm saying here is his ability and his win totals, there's a mismatch there. They're not they're not matching up. For some guys, it's the opposite where their win totals are way higher than their talent level and ability level. It's it's not that way for Rom. And and he is so dominant. He is such a force. And he plays well all the time. And it he just gets he gets beat week after week. So I hope that stat doesn't continue. I'm sure it won't for long, but <laughs> I mean, we've been saying that since the U S open. So it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Okay. I've got to do our update on that and our one and done. And there's, there's some movement. There is some movement to discuss in the one and done, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. And we're back. Best bets. Kyle and I, big losers. That's a trend. 
Uh, he had Justin Thomas to finish inside the top 10. He did not. He finished 20th. I had Hideki over Berger. Uh, Berger won by two shots. Those are losers. Mark went with, so I have two Mark situations here. He went with Justin Rose, top GB and I at plus 115. That's a dead heat with Aaron Rye. So he gets uh, a portion of those, of those winnings. But Greg, he also had, I believe, and someone correct me if I'm wrong, in the nationality bet, I believe it was that he had top Australian to be Jason Day, which certainly would have won. Maybe let me know in the chat if that's correct, but I think Mark had either, I think he won one of these and had a dead heat in the other. Okay. So, hey, yeah, that's pretty good. Jacob says he I didn't. Did. I wasn't yeah, here. I, I can't confirm. Um, I, I wasn't here Tuesday, so I didn't get the you know the nationality bet in there. But um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, and Aaron Ro- Justin Rose is a great pick. That was his one and done pick too, which was uh, a really a really solid pick. So good job, Mark. Good on you, as you would say. He already he already told me who he's playing next week. Should should I let like let should we should that be insider information that I would use or should I share it with everyone? I, well, if you know it, then I think we should all know. It. <laughs> I'm gonna get uh, Kevin Streelman. No, uh, hey, he's picking. He's picking Jason Day. Oh, yeah. You you were on it earlier when you said that you know next week's probably a pretty good spot. Yeah, that's Mark's going with Jason Day. I hope he's not listening. Okay. Um, I mean, not right. Big winner, Doug Bell, who. Tried to come on this show on Tuesday and hex us into a multiple hole playoff. And it almost worked because he took the odds boost on Caesars that this tournament was going to go to a playoff at plus 325. Luckily, Greg, thank goodness it was just the one hole and we did not have to scramble around on Sunday morning. But uh, big ups to Doug Bell, who comes on, gives one bet, it's plus 325, and he gets the heck out of here. <laughs> it's a great call. Um, I, I, it's hard for me to say that that's a best bet. You, you look at the whole board, you scour through, and the best one you can find is this going to be a playoff. I'm not sure who, but it's going to be a playoff. It, it worked out. And look, all these tournaments have been coming down to the wire. We've seen week after week after week bunched leaderboards. And it happened again today where it, it really all week it was bunched. You you look at the guy that's in... Oh, I, I remember looking at it, it was like tied eighth and the neck you'd scroll and scroll and scroll and it was a tied 34th was one shot behind tied tied eighth it was it's been amazingly bunched and that that's where i really give doug credit because that leads to playoffs there was a time on sunday that i think 10 guys were were tied or one shot off the lead and it was just chaos around that yeah. golf course yeah oh. I mean, oh if, if you're there, you don't know who to you don't know who to follow. Correct. I mean, all of a sudden, Sungjae, if you're watching the broadcast, <laughs> this is no discredit to CBS. This is the way this tournament worked out. Sungjae M all of a sudden pops up on 18, and he's got to make eagle to get into a play. He's got to make eagle to get into a playoff or tie the lead. And I hadn't seen him all day. <laughs> I know. Right, that's crazy. That's the way it is. There's just every all of a sudden you see another guy who's putting to tie the lead, and you haven't seen him. It's crazy. One and done. Uh, I'll stick with the trends. Kyle and I continue to be losers. Tony Finau 
went from, I believe, a 67 on the north course, five under two, whiffing the cut. We get zero dollars. So Sia Najad is actually going to leapfrog Kyle. And thank you to Sung JM for that, because that T6 was worth 265000 Greg, you're the winner of the week. You got the most money. John Rahm, a three-way tie for third, earns you 445000 which now sneaks you up above me and behind producer Jacob. Yes. So I think this is the right pick. Um, I, I look at John Rahm. You could pick him any week. He doesn't win. There's no guarantee that he's going to win anywhere. So now you're playing this game of where you throw in the dart. Maybe the right pick is at the players. Um, Maybe it's one of the majors. I don't know. But I felt like this was the event. He plays the best at this course. And it's the week of the places that you're really going to like Rom. This is the weakest field. The other, the other options are majors and the players and the very best field memorial. They're the very best fields. And I just felt like this was the chance. And I also felt like he was hungry after last week with frustration. So I'll be curious to see if this was the best week to play John Rom at the end of the year. I'm sure it won't be, but is it going to be a week where everybody had him or is it, is it going to be a week where everybody misses him? You know, if he wins the, I'll just the first one that comes to my mind, the three M open. If he if he wins that tournament, nobody's gonna have played him in one and done at the three M. You're gonna play him in a big event, and there's no guarantee that he's gonna win it. So I look, I like the pick. I wish I got a little more out of it. I was hoping to get a little closer. So tough losing Rom, but um, <laughs> you know. That's when the solo that's when the solo third is worth like two hundred thousand dollars more. And you're like, just stop tying this guy. Get out of here. Who was it who I think it was uh oh it was Day. Day hold the putt on 18, and I was like, well, you're just robbing me blind. I mean, I'm happy for you, but you're robbing me blind, Jason Day. Come on now. Yeah, Jason Day on the verge of 50 million in career earnings, taking cash out of your pocket, Greg. Come yeah. on. Come on. Help a guy out. Uh, Jacob treads water with Daniel Berger, five-way tie for T20, gets him 95508 And then Mark and the coach both went with Justin Rose for 265000 So for the most part, not significant changes in our one and done as we head to Pebble Beach for next week. What a fun week, an extra day, an extra day to ruminate, an extra day to watch football, an extra day to reset your brain. This is kind of weird now that we're on the back end of a week that started early. It's it's very unique not to be running off of here, flipping on a football game or something and, you know, feeling like I got to get ready for work in the morning. I I, a little bit of time, which is nice. I love the Sunday finish. This was a brilliant idea. The action on Twitter, you com- last week, I know it was the American Express and the field was nowhere near this, what it was this week. But the action on Twitter was completely football last weekend. No, no golf talk. And this week, it and I follow golf people. I follow almost all golf. Everybody's golf. My Twitter feed is all golf. Last week, no golf. This week, all golf. People were watching. So I don't know what the ratings will be. Uh, it'll be interesting. 
it's been strange saying Saturday night. Oh, well, on Friday night in round three, that that was a little confusing. But um, all in all, this, this was a brilliant move. All in all, a brilliant move that I hope to see more of in the future. But for now, big shout out to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, it's Greg Ducharme. You can follow him on Twitter at the Real GFD, and you can find me at Rick Rungood. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. docuseries on paramount plus why did he kill his family the answer lies across the ocean and a woman named sylvie to the can model where desire leads to deception i ended up spending 12 and 15 thousand dollars a day it was addictive i can't get you out and obsession leads to murder who did this to your family you can't really maintain a fantasy forever control all desire now streaming on paramount plus